0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonya McQueen, with your mind, your body, your choice. I was not going to record today because nothing hit me to talk about. You know, maybe I should start trying to come up with, um, you know, ideas, things that are, are... you know things hit you during the week, and you write them down, and you come back. But I, I don't do that because things don't really hit me. The only thing that really resonated in me was um, Tammy. Tammy's a really sweet, good friend, and I gave part one of of her adoption. You know she adopted uh, her son when he was a baby, and now he's eighteen, and the changes of knowing he's adopted even though he's known from birth. I, I wanted to continue that, but I do want to continue it when I figure out how to have guests. And yes, I should know how to have guests by now, but I don't, so don't judge me. All right, but I, I was sitting here watching Judge Judy and all of a sudden it hit me, I forgive you. Now carry on. Um, I've, I've spoken, I've spoken. I have spoke openly about people I believe have wronged me in my life and how it it bothered me so much. I, I you know, told you all about how there was a young lady. I just, I hated her in my heart. I hated her, I hated her, I hated her. And didn't speak to her for a couple of decades. And when she reached out to me, I thought you know what? I'm going to let her know what she did to me back in the day and she had no memory of it. So I was carrying that hatred and that that anger on my own. She was just oblivious to the fact that she had done anything to me in the past. And when I told her, it was like, "Oh, wow. I'm sorry. You know, I was going through so many things and I was on drugs back then and You know, then you feel foolish because you've held this animosity for so long and you held it alone. So I want to talk about forgiving. And quite often, I watch court cam. I don't know if any of you have ever watched court cam, but on court cam, people will give up and they'll give an impact statement, and they'll tell. Um, the person who's killed their loved one or maimed their loved one, you know, I forgive you. And I sit and wonder, how in the world can they say that? You've killed my child, and now you want me to tell you I forgive you? I don't forgive you. So I used to love it when the people said, I don't forgive you. I hope you rot in hell, and I hope you get what you get in prison. And I like those. You know, I'm like, yeah, that's right, because I don't forgive you either. But recently something happened and I thought, wow, the saying is true. You really do forgive other people for you. You don't do it for them. You don't do it so they can say, thank you for giving me. For forgiving me, you do it so you can release that pain and release that stress you're carrying when you carry anger. Anger is a very heavy weight to carry. It can shorten your life. It makes you feel bad. It makes you look bad. It puts you on medication sometimes. Anger is really finicky because even though it's a feeling, it weighs on your health. I know firsthand. So I, I expressed to you before about how when I gave up my son for adoption, I had a couple of people in my family who started telling people I was on drugs. I was on crack, to be exact. And um, I didn't have the correct senses at the time, which is what led me to give up my son, which, you know, was BS. Never been on drugs, ever, in my life. Um, but when that rumor kept hitting me and hitting me and, you know, giving me uppercuts, and I grew so much anger and hatred towards an uncle who was a big part of that and when he called me I was always respectful you know I answer my phone speak to him respectfully never cursing never raising my voice same way I'd speak to any other adult in my family but I wouldn't pick up the phone to call him and him and I were extremely close before this happened, extremely, like I seen him annually. He lived in North Carolina, I lived wherever I lived, and I always went out of my way to go see him or he come see me. It was that kind of thing. My daughter spent some summers with him, you know. um, But after that, it all went straight downhill. And I really didn't care what he was going through or to share my life with him. Fast forward to a few months ago, While doing this podcast, I realized how much stress is lifted off of me just speaking my truth, how much anxiety I have lost just speaking my truth, but also how foolish some of my anger was and how I should let it go. And I picked up the phone and I called this uncle just to let him know I loved him. And I was telling Paula this recently, you know, I just picked up the phone to tell him I love him and see how he's doing. But he sounded horrible when I picked up the phone and talked to my dad afterwards. My dad was like, yeah, he's not doing well. He's been going to the doctor and so on. So I decided then I was going to go see my uncle. I called him back and let him know when he answered. he he. It took a few days for me to get through for him to answer. And I said, you know, I'm coming to visit you and He was adamant about me not coming to visit right now. Let me get through this right now, and then you come and visit. Let me, and I said, well, the thing is, I know you really don't have anybody helping you right now, so at least if I'm there for a few days, I can help. And he was like, no, no, no. You know, my girlfriend's helping me. Just don't come right now. Don't come. I want to see you, but not right now. And right now, I am still working out of town, And of course, my mother calls me on Friday or Saturday, I believe, and told me, your uncle's not doing well. Um, He refused to go to the hospital, so they sent a hospice nurse to his house to help him. I just thought you should know, and it's not her brother. But of course, nobody called me to tell me, so she was kind enough to let me know, And several hours later, when I was out for evening walk, my father called to let me know my uncle passed away. And this is why you forgive. I could have never called him to tell him I loved him and decided to let the past be the past. Even though I didn't say that to him, I just wanted him to know I I loved him. I could have felt so much resentment for not ever telling him how I felt. I could have felt... So much anger with myself for not letting that go and now he's deceased and I never had that last I love you. For somebody who for decades loved me like a second father. I could have felt so much pain for those words, your uncle passed away. But instead, I, I felt guilty for not being really upset and crying. I felt thank you Jesus for giving me the opportunity. For having that last conversation in love with him. Thank you for letting me let the past go and saying in my own head, I forgive you, uncle, for all the things you said about me. I forgive you because... Whatever reason you had for saying it, you knew it wasn't true. And I know how much you loved me before I gave up my son for adoption. So thank you for loving me when you did. And thank you for visiting me and being a great uncle for the three decades you were a great uncle. I appreciate it and I love you. And then I called him and I was able to say, I love you. And he was able to say, I love you too. I love you so much and I do wanna see you, just don't come now. If I wouldn't have had that conversation, I think about how I would have felt to know he just passed away. And we never had the hatchet buried. So you all, I do have to say, I have a good story. That's a good story. I have a better story, forgiving my father and and calling him and checking on him and letting him know before you ever think about going to a nursing home, you'll come live with me. I will come get you, pack up your stuff, and if you, wanna, you want me to drive, I will drive from Florida to Colorado to come and get you. But you will come live with me. There's no way around that. That's the better story. And then I have the story where I didn't forgive. And I carry that anger. And there were nights I didn't sleep well. And I was on anxiety medicine for a whole day because I couldn't take that medicine for carrying anger, hatred, strife in my heart for somebody who didn't even know I was carrying it. (laughs) All the time I wasted being angry, not even just with the, the girlfriend, but even with my father and my uncle, all that time. I spent being angry. I had the right to be upset. But back then I should have said, I don't like that you did this. They could have denied it just like they did when I finally said it. Deny it, but just getting it off my chest and expressing myself would have been everything. Instead of carrying that, that disdain. Instead of carrying it for year after year after year, because let me tell you what that did to me. It changed the way I dealt with people, it changed the way I issued trust out to others. Having two people so close to me actually, three, three people a best friend, my father, And an uncle who was like a second father to do the things they did or say the things they said made me think if these people who love me would treat me this way. I know how other people will treat me. I'm not giving people the benefit of the doubt. I am not going to give people my trust until they fail me. You've got to earn my trust. You've got to earn my trust. So the second you do something I don't like or say something I don't like or lead me down the wrong path, I knew it. You've got to go. There's no second chances with me. And you know why? Because the people I thought should love me the most were human. I'm not even going to say any of them meant to hurt me. They were just human. My father cared about what people thought about me giving up a child for adoption. I get it a little bit. I don't get making up the rumors, but I get it. My uncle cared about the reason he wasn't there when I called him. He didn't have to be. I was a grown woman when I gave up my child for adoption. But maybe it bothered him that he said no when I called him and said, can I come stay with you? Maybe it bothered him and his way of reflecting that You know, off of him onto me was to say, hey, but you know she's on drugs, right? You don't want a drug addict in your house, right? But carrying that anger made me deal with other people in such a different way. You cross me once, shame on you if you think I'm gonna give you a second chance to cross me again. And I've said this before, when I was in a relationship and people showed me love or that guy got to the point he wanted to start telling me he loved me, I'm looking at him sideways and I'm thinking, okay, I love you too. But I know in my heart, they're not going to last much longer with me. I'm going to get rid of you for one reason or another. I'm going to talk to you bad. I'm going to treat you badly in hopes you'll leave me. But when you don't, I will absolutely get rid of you. I didn't know back then, but I just didn't trust the love process because I felt like the people who should have loved me the most didn't. They weren't there for me. They talked about me. They mistreated me. They misguided me. And because of that, because these are the people God said should love me with agape love, Why would somebody I'm just meeting and I've only known you now a year, you claim to love me, why would you treat me any different? So holding that anger and that pain for all those years ruined so many relationships for me. And guess whose fault it was? It was my dads, my uncles, and my friends. If you think I'm serious, you know, and you agree... You're wrong, just like I was, because I used to think that away. It was my fault. I knew I wasn't on drugs, so why be so upset that so many people thought I was? That's their fault for not knowing me better, for not seeing the character I carry, for not seeing my eyes are always white and wide, for seeing I've held down a job, I take care of kids, I keep a place, I'm not out begging, I'm not stealing. Nobody's ever known for me to come to their house and steal anything. Nobody's ever seen me with drugs. I know my character. I know my character, so it's not my fault that cousins and aunties and uncles and all these people believed I was on drugs, I know. I'm not. My brothers knew I wasn't. My mother knew I wasn't. So why did it hurt so much that so many people thought I was? And why did it hurt to the point it ruined so many future friendships and boyfriendships? Because I allowed it to. Because I let it fester in me and did not... Put a stop to it immediately and say, listen, I know what you've said. I didn't say that. No problem. I just want you to know how it made me feel. Even if you didn't say it, people are saying you did. It hurts. I love you. You're supposed to love me unconditionally. If you thought, even had an inkling that I was on drugs, why not come to me? Why not speak to me about it? You're supposed to love me. Why not try to get me help if you really believed it instead of talking about me? If I would have done that at age 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, not 51, it would have saved me years of pain, but better late than never. Because guess what? That gives me the opportunity to let you guys know. You forgive for you. Forgiving opens a multitude of doors that you would never expect. Forgiving is good for your soul and you do it for you. In the beginning, I said, I forgive you. Now go away or get over there. Because you can tell somebody, I forgive you and mean it, but still not deal with them because you understand their character. You can say, I forgive you, but put them in a different place in your life than they were originally. You have a best friend. And you find out they're saying all kinds of things about you behind your back. And they tell you, you know what, I apologize because you catch them or somebody records them or somebody brings it up in front of them to you what they've said. And they say, you know what, I am so sorry. I don't know why I've done that. You tell them I forgive you. But that person can't be your best friend anymore because best friends don't do that. You put them in their rightful place, an associate, somebody you, you see in passing and you say hi, they say hi. You know, if you're close to their family, you can ask them, how's your mom doing? How's your father doing? Your brothers, your sisters, your kids. That's okay. But that person can't be your best friend because best friends don't do that. And if they are going to remain your best friend, you have to look at why they did what they did why they said what they said you can't just say okay brush it under the rug and keep moving you have to confront it if that person's been your best friend for decades and they've done that to you there's a reason even if they don't know the reason you guys dwell into it together because I don't want you to lose that kind of friend But what if you find out they've been doing it the whole time? There's some resentment there. There's some envy. You need to get to the root of that so they can get past it. Not you. You forgive them so you don't carry that. But then they got to forgive themselves and realize when you tell them straight up, I've been nothing but a good friend to you. I loved you like a sister. I loved you like a brother. You're a part of my family. You're more like a sister to me than my own sister. So I need you to figure out why you would treat me that way. Why me? Somebody who's had your back. Why me? You put it on them and you say, but I forgive you. But now you got to go figure out why it would be worth you losing me to talk about me to people who don't care about you. Because that's how it is most of the time. That's how it is most of the time. You go to your family member. I love you, and I'm going to forgive you for the things you've done, for the abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, uh, financial abuse, religious abuse, whatever it is. I forgive you, but now you got to figure out why you did that. There's nothing wrong with giving it back to them. I'm taking all this, and you guys can't see me, but my hands are open. And it's like I'm holding something big, a watermelon. And I'm giving it to you. You carry that burden. I forgive you. Now you got to go figure out why you did what you did. What it is about me or you that made you want to treat me or talk about me like that. That's not your burden to carry. I tell you guys all the time. Don't let people steal your joy. You don't know people. You're in traffic. They flip you off. You are mad the rest of the day. But you don't know they flipped off 10 other people before you and 20 after you because they're an angry person. But you let that stranger ruin your day. Told you I followed somebody before. I popped my trunk and pulled out a bat. I I didn't think of the fact I'm pulling out a bat, but you could be pulling out a gun. Because I was angry. And when I'm angry, I react. I don't think I'm reactive, or at least I used to be. Now, I laugh. And I think, boy, you have no idea who who I am or what I would do in the past. And I also think, though, I have no idea who they are and what they could do to me. Because they're angry. It's not worth me losing my life because somebody cut me off. And then when I hunk at them, they flip me off. And now I'm on 10 and I want to follow them. And I, I, I could lose my life. Just shake my head and say, mm, I do live in South Florida and keep it moving. But I had to learn that. And it's by the grace of God I am still here because I have followed people. And I, I, I've done some stuff. But I grew up. And I had a husband to tell me, hey, hey, what's wrong with you? And then watch him when people cut him off or when people do stuff. He knows they don't know him. They don't know him. That's just them. That's how they drive. That's how they are. Let them go on about their business. It's not like they see, oh, that's Quentin. Let me cut him off. It's not like that. And I had to learn that, though. I had to let that go. Same thing. You don't let somebody steal all your joy and you're walking around angry and and you can't sleep at night and you've become a glutton or worse yet, you're not eating at all and you're crying or you're you're so hurt and you can't believe it. And you're telling everybody. Can you believe they did this? Can you believe because you want sympathy when all you have to do is go see that person or pick up the phone and say, you know what? I didn't like this. I didn't like this. This wasn't fair to me. You're supposed to care about me. Or we're supposed to care about each other. Or I thought we were better than this. But you put it back on them and let them carry that burden. And let them work it out. Now, I'm big on putting people in the position they belong in my life. I have people that I used to just absolutely adore and would do anything for and still would do a lot for them. But I had to move them to another area of my life because it wasn't reciprocated the same. You know, you do something great for them and you do it from your heart. So you're not looking for something back. But a year or two later, you know, you realize you're the one doing all the the friendship stuff. And if you don't call, they don't call. You're the one making the phone call. So then you have to wonder, is this friendship one-sided? It's worth the conversation. It's worth it. You know what's worth everything I'm talking about? You are. Your mental health is. Your happiness is. And I promise you, I know what I'm talking about when I say letting stuff go. Will add years to your life. Smiling and being happy will add years to your life. Stress, unhappiness, it does shorten your life, and you deserve to live as long as God originally said you're going to live. I refuse to let someone else's words or actions hurt me another day so if you're listening to this and I've wronged you you call me and you give it to me I think I've been a really 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 good friend in my adulthood though you know there were a couple of people I went through some things and I ended our friendship on uh, kind of on purpose I was just struggling hating myself at the time And I apologized to them a decade ago. They both forgave me. And they had the right to let me know how it made them feel. But neither one of them did. But they had the right. I know when I'm wrong. I've had to apologize to my husband. I know when I'm wrong. It's not often. But I know when I'm wrong. Those two times. In all seriousness... The same way you want to release those burdens that other people are putting on you, you got to allow other people that you've been wronged to, to release that burden to you. And you've got to apologize from your heart. Not just because you think that's what they need to hear to move them along. If you don't mean it, guess what you're going to do? The same thing again. And again and again. Because you didn't mean it when you said it. I said, like podcast two or three, I will tell people, I do not forgive you. I've done it before and it sounds funny. Somebody's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Do you forgive me? I absolutely do not forgive you. But I've also said the reason is they don't mean it. They're doing it because A, they got caught at the time and their job is in jeopardy or they think I'm gonna put my hands on them. That's fear. Not gonna do either. I just don't forgive you. But when you come to me and you mean what you say, I am going to forgive you. Because it's good for my health. All right, everybody. Whoever heard this today, I just feel really, 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 really strongly like my, my feet are tingling and my heart is racing, I honestly feel like this was a necessity today. I never go back and listen to my podcast. I was telling my friend the other day. I don't even remember what I say most of the time, but this was a necessity, and I do know that. So whoever's hearing this today, do what you have to do for you. Have a great evening, everybody. You know where to find me, social media, Sonia McQueen. You can email me at sonia.artist at ymail.com. I love the emails. It's usually just positivity, um, just saying thank you. So it doesn't happen often. I've probably received 15 emails, but I get a lot of love, and I appreciate that. And I do see uh, when people listen, I don't know specifically who listens, but I appreciate every single listener um, in all the other countries and here in the U.S. of A. I appreciate you all. Have a beautiful day.